Well, good morning, my beautiful family. All right, it's wonderful to see you guys today. And today I came to talk to you this morning about the name of Jesus. And I thought before we jumped into the message, maybe you're here or you're watching this morning and you are very well acquainted with Jesus. Or maybe you're here or maybe you're watching online or, and you, you're seeking, you're like, I'm still not really sure about all this stuff. What I thought we would do before we jumped into the message was just take a moment to say his name. It's why we show up. It's, 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 there, you, you, you guys don't come here to see me. I know that. I know. <laughs> you come here and you gather together so that we can worship him. Because there's something he's done in your life. There's something that you're believing him for. There's something that you heard about him. And maybe it's like, could that be really true? And so before we jump into the message this morning, I want us to just take a moment and whatever you might be walking through, whatever you might be sitting here worried about today, doesn't that that make you mad? You know, you show up to church, you're ready to worship, and there are times where you can't get your mind to cooperate, right? There are times it's like you're sitting here and you're you're still filled with anxiety or you're still worried about this or concerned about that, and so there's something about the name of Jesus. He brings hope to the hopeless and help to the helpless. That name just saying his name brings peace and brings light in darkness. And so would you just indulge me for just a moment? Would you just, would you just quietly right where you're sitting, would you just say, Jesus? And not think about what you need or not think about what's trying to distract you, what's worrying you. Would you, would you again just Just one more time. Would you focus your heart and your mind on him and would you just say his name, Jesus? We are so thankful that that is the name that is above all names. It's your name, Jesus. And that the Bible is so clear that since you are for us, who can be against us? And so we take these few moments that we have together right now, God, and and instead of allowing our minds to race and to run and to still be worrying about this, we, we choose right now to just focus on you. It's all about you, Jesus, and you are more than enough to accomplish what concerns us today. You are more than enough. And it's in the most powerful name we all pray. Amen. Amen. The name of Jesus. 
What's so special about the name of Jesus? Is there something special about the letters? Like J-E-S-U-S, like maybe they were arranged in some special way, ooh, that gives it power, you know what I mean? The name Jesus back in Jesus' time was a common name. It was like John or James or Paul. And so I'm gonna say this to you this morning, and it's so important that you understand that in and of itself, there is nothing special about the name of Jesus. So why has all these songs been written, and why is it that literally just saying Jesus, it causes something in us? so special about this name that there are times you guys like just saying it it's not like it's this magic wand or but what's the power behind the name my name's Matthew and all those you know all those you can look in all these different places and find the meaning of your name and Matthew means gift of god and you guys think that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's in a name? How important is a name and why? Are there so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about the name of Jesus? And so the author of the book of Hebrews, the first chunk of scripture we're going to jump into today, the author is unknown. This book of the Bible, there's Bible scholars that, that, that think it was the Apostle Paul, one of Jesus' followers, but, but no one really knows. No one really knows who wrote this book. But the author of this book in the Bible gives this description of Jesus, you guys. Do you ever notice, that you ever have these times where you're praying or you're worshiping or you're reading the Word where you just start getting chills? Like it, it gives this description of Jesus that is so incredibly gorgeous. Like it's just so beautiful and it gives us a little bit more insight to what's behind the name. So let's jump into this. The name of Jesus. What's so special about the name of Jesus? The author writes, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, Jesus, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. So you need to get this picture of God the Father saying, let there be light, or I want an ocean there, or I want this mountain there, and all of those things taking place through Jesus. The world was created through him. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and see this picture in your mind he upholds the universe by the power of his word after making purification for sins he sat down at the right hand and of the majesty on high having become as much superior to the angels as his name he has inherited is more 
excellent than theirs. And so I want you to get this. There are people that think that Jesus is somehow a lesser version of God. That it's like, ooh, God. And then it's like, okay, just, and so the author wants to make sure that you and I know this crystal clear, that Jesus is actually the exact imprint of God. Jesus, several times in the word of God, told his followers, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. And so I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Jesus is every bit God as God is. He's not less. He's not more. He is God. He's the radiance of the glory of God radiance and so what is it why when we pray do we say in the name of Jesus and why have there been all these songs and what's the idea of this name this common name being so powerful number one family I want to make sure you get this Jesus the person is the power behind the name. Jesus the person is the power behind the name. And how many of you know that there's power in this? How many of you know that if you can predict your own death and you can predict your own uh, resurrection, there's some power right there. And so I don't want you to get this picture of Jesus holding the universe together, like, like a back in the day Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember, remember Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day? I don't want you to get this picture of Jesus straining to hold the universe together. I want you to understand what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says that everything that you and I see is held together by what? Not his muscles, his Word. And so every star in this galaxy, Jesus says, you stay right where I put you. Every mountain, every valley, every ocean, and every stream, it was all created through him, for him, and is being held together by him. And that's incredible news for you and me. You know why? Because how many would say there are times when you feel like your universe has fallen apart? He's got the power to hold this world together. Rest assured. He's got the power to hold yours together. It's more than just a name. Jesus, the person, the resurrected Savior, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, He is the person and the power behind the name. Is it possible to misuse the name of Jesus? Is it possible to somehow have some warped understanding of what the name of Jesus is supposed to accomplish and what it does and what it's, how it's supposed to be utilized and what it should never be utilized? Have you ever been watching a movie and heard Jesus Christ and just cringed, right? 
Have you ever noticed this? Maybe it's just me because you guys know I'm kind of crazy. Have you ever noticed when, when people who don't serve Jesus, have you ever noticed this when people who use the Lord's name in vain, even if they're not Christians, they never stub their toe and say, oh, Buddha. Have you ever noticed that? Like, like they never stub their toe and say, oh, Muhammad. You know what I mean? Oh, Allah. They go right for the... Because even people who don't serve him know where the power is. You get where I'm going. So is there a way? Is it possible to misuse the name of Jesus? There's a great story in the book of Acts, and I want to give you a picture of what was happening during this time. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But there was a movie way back in the day called The Exorcist. Just nod your head at me, you do. The Exorcist. And so in Jesus' time, there were people that would travel around and do exorcisms for money. They would find out where people were that, that were demon-possessed and stuff. And hear your pastor. I've told you this before, but hear your pastor on this because I want to make sure you get this. Angels are real. Demons are real, and they're nothing to mess around with. All this stuff about going and having your palm read and having tarot cards read and all that stuff, the Bible is crystal clear, especially throughout the Old Testament, that we aren't supposed to mess around with those dark kind of spiritual things. It's not because, oh, that's fake. Oh, that's all pretend. Hear your pastor today, okay? It is not pretend. Okay, you see these TV shows where people are supposed to be able to talk to grandma who died five years ago, and it's demonic, and you don't want to have anything to do with it. Nod your head at me if you hear me, okay? Like, you don't want to have anything to do, it's real, okay? It's real. So there were these people that would go around and to make money, you know, to make money. Oh, your son has a demon, okay, give me a hundred bucks and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. They would use all these magic incantations and real, like, like, like demonic stuff. So there was something that happened. They started hearing about someone muscling in on their business. Some, they started hearing that, wait a minute, we're the ones that are supposed to be doing this. They started hearing that Jesus was going around casting out demons for free. He was just doing it for free because he loved people. And he wanted people to be free. And so they're like, wait a minute, who is this dude muscling in on our turf? Who is this guy? And so they got this idea that, hey, if it works for some of the apostles, to use the name of Jesus? I mean, we don't know who this Jesus is, we're not followers, but maybe we could cast out demons in the name of Jesus too. It didn't turn out very good, let's jump into your notes again. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke to use the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. Now don't get that confused, that's not Diva, that's Sceva. Don't tell her that, she'll knock me out. But, but the evil spirit answered them. And get this, so these, these people that have no relationship with Jesus, they're figuring, hey, we can, we can make some money off of this. They think they're gonna cast out demons in, in Jesus' name. And so the demon says to them, 
uh-uh, Jesus I know. <laughs> and Paul I recognize. Turn to your neighbor and say, but who is you? <laughs> that demon's like, who are you? <laughs> it was, <laughs> so, uh, and the man who, uh, the man in whom the, the evil spirit, who had the evil spirit, the evil spirit leaped onto them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. The demon beat their behind so much it, it, they, they were naked. Didn't turn out the way they thought. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And get this, and fear, awe, astonishment. Wonder fell upon them all. And what? And the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. These seven dudes thought, we're going to make some money off of Jesus. <laughs> we're going to use the name of Jesus to make some profit for ourselves. And unfortunately, we've all seen people do that, right? Haven't we? Is it possible? to try to use the name of Jesus for our own gain. I've heard some people say, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Jesus on them. Ooh, I'm gonna send Jesus after them. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna t tell Jesus, Jesus, go kill them. I'm gonna put, is it possible for even people who are Christians to misuse the name of Jesus. How many have ever found themselves in this situation? Because I sure know I have. That when everything is cool, when everything is going good, eh, I read the Bible maybe a little bit less, or eh, I pray a little, but as soon as I run into a problem, oh, Jesus, right? We've all been there. What's the difference? And so Paul is writing here. And he's saying that the name of Jesus is not some magical incantation that you can use to call up and to get God to do exactly what it is that you want him to do. The name of Jesus is not some trickery is not some magic potion that it's like, okay, I want a million bucks in Jesus' name so I can party. <laughs> I came to tell you another truth about the name of Jesus, number two, family. God will not be manipulated and can never be fooled. God, if you'll just do this for me. God, if you will just save my behind this time, I promise God, I'll never do it again. And then we find ourselves, right? Come on, we've, let's be real. We've been there. The sons of Sceva, the seven exorcists, couldn't cast out the demon. Why? Because they didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And that's, exactly what Jesus is looking for from you and from me. He's not looking for people that'll just be like, okay, God, give me what I want. <laughs> I'll, Jesus, I'm going to pray and I'm going to come to church and I'm going to serve you as long as you keep doing exactly what I tell you to do. He's looking for people that will recognize 
that he has all power and all dominion. But he is God and we are not. And that instead of trying to use the name of Jesus to manipulate things to get stuff to go our way, that we'll recognize how beautiful and how sacred the name of Jesus is. And instead of trying to get God to conform to the way we want him to be, that we would understand it's actually our place to say, God, I'll conform and I'll live to the way you want me to live because that's always better for me, God. It's always better for me. Now, I got to tell you, there are times during the football season where I'm like, Jesus, my Steelers. My Steelers, Jesus. Have you, you get where <laughs> my Steelers, Jesus? It's like, Jesus, you care about the Steelers, right? You care, yeah, not so much. <laughs> not so much. God can't be manipulated, and He can never be fooled. What He wants from us is a real heart connection, not treating Him like Santa Claus, just give me what I want, God. And then once I, once I got it, I'm going to go have a good time and I'm going to forget. And then once I have a problem, then I'm going to come back again. There's more to a relationship to God than that. It's deeper. It's better. Can't be manipulated, won't be manipulated. And can never be fooled. Finally, let's wrap this up, you guys. Jesus knew that the time of his crucifixion was coming. And I wonder if you'll do me a favor for just a minute. Imagine that you're a disciple back in the day, okay? So a lot of you have left your family and your friends, you've left your jobs, you've left everything that was familiar to you. Jesus said, hey, come follow me. Angelique, come follow me. And you just, all right, I'll leave everybody I know. I'm gonna follow you, Jesus and you've seen all this stuff. You didn't read about it because someone had wrote, written it out. You actually saw all the miracles and all this stuff, like you saw it with your own eyes. And then Jesus comes to you one day and he's like, okay, so listen, I'm about to be gone. Wouldn't you freak out? Like absolutely freak out. Jesus begins to explain, he's done it several times, but he begins to, really break it down. Hey, I'm going to let them crucify me. I am. I don't deserve it. I haven't done anything wrong, but I'm not going to speak up for myself. When they arrest me and when they do what they're going to do, I'm not going to try to defend myself at all. I'm going to let them crucify me. And then they're going to bury me. And I'm going to be dead for three days. And I know you're freaked out. I know that right now you're just like, really? Like now you're gonna leave? Now, now is the time that, that you're gonna say sayonara. You know, no. I can imagine the fear that would have gripped them and the sorrow. They'd seen crucifixions before. You're gonna allow yourself crucified, to be humiliated, naked on a cross? What? 
but just like Jesus did for them. Jesus is doing for you today. Jesus, hear your pastor, okay? Jesus never meets a life and leaves it the way he found it. Never. It's always better. Your kids are always better in the hands of Jesus. Your finances are always better when you trust God. Your body is always better when you say, God, your word is in control of my body. We're always better after having an encounter with Jesus. And so he said, I know your heart is broken. Can't imagine. But he didn't leave him there, you guys. He said, all that's going to happen. But it's going to all turn out okay. And there's going to be something that you're going to be able to do that you have never been able to do before. There's going to be something that you're going to have. There's going to be this thing that you're able to do now that you weren't able to do before. Let's wrap it up. He says, so you have sorrow now. I get it but I will see you again. And then, baby, we're gonna party. <laughs> then you will rejoice. And here's some great news for all of you. He says, and no one will rob you of that joy. Can I get a hallelujah? No one will rob you of that joy. And then he goes on to say something so powerful, family. He says, and at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your, your request because you will now be able to use my name. You haven't done this before, but hear me, ask using my name, and you will receive. And you will have abundant joy. What do you mean you're leaving, Jesus? My goodness. What do you mean you're leaving us? Jesus, don't go. Don't go, Jesus. Don't go. I'm going. But I'm coming back because they didn't take my life from me. I laid down my life. And know this, I've got so much power that I lay my life down, but guess what? I take it back up again. And because I have that power and that victory, and the Father will look at my sacrifice for sins and say yes, I accept this sacrifice. You then will be able to go to the Father for what's burdening you, for what's worrying you, for what's causing you to stay awake at night, for what's making you sick. You will be able to go to the Father using my name and the Father will hear you. How many know there is power in the name of Jesus? all because of what he did. It's all because he laid down his life. 
but he didn't stay dead. And so now you and I, we don't have to go to God. Oh, please, please, God. Oh, no, 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 God, I mean it. Like, like, we don't have to go to God begging and just like, oh, please, please. Jesus said, you go to the Father and you use my name and I guarantee you he will hear you. But understand this, family. It's not going to God, treating him like Santa Claus. It's having a real relationship with Jesus and going to God and saying, God, I come to you in the name of of Jesus asking you for this. But I'm smart enough to know that some of the biggest blessings in my life are unanswered prayers. And so God, not my will be done, but your will be done. I know that coming to you in the name of Jesus means I lay down my desires and I trust that you know what's better for me. You're always working all things together for my good. So I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I come to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Why? Number three, family. Because the name of Jesus carries authority in heaven and on earth. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There's authority only one in heaven that's been given that authority with that name. There's authority in heaven when you use the name of Jesus. And there's authority on earth, and I can prove it. I remember when I was 16, and that's about 10 years ago. <laughs> I had just gotten my driver's license, and my dad had a two-tone blue Cadillac Seville. This thing was sharp, you guys. Leather interior and just beautiful. And I remember asking him, like, Daddy, can I, can I, can I use the car today? And he's like, yeah. And he gave me the lecture, the dad lecture, that I said I would never do with my kids, but we all do it, don't we, dads? Yeah. So he gives me the lecture. That's my baby. I love that car. You take care of that car. You know. So I'm out, and it had been snowing, and it's kind of icy. And so I'm sure I had Whitney Houston cranked in the car. You know what I mean? I'm sure I was jamming to Whitney. And uh, I went over this bridge, and suddenly the cars start fishtailing. And I'm 16. I don't know how to recover from a, you, you know what I mean? For, and it starts, and has there ever been times in your life where the only thing you can do in that moment is call the name Jesus? And that's what I did, you guys. Freaked out. Freaked out. The cars, and I'm like, Jesus! And all I can tell you is this, is that car whipped right back in place and went on. How many of you know I turned off Whitney and put some worship music on at that point? <laughs> what I can tell you is this. I know there are times when life can feel like it takes your breath away. I know there are times when you struggle in your body and you struggle in relationships. Because those seem to be the things that hurt us the most, don't they, you guys? But there's times where we struggle in 
our finances and we worry about our kids and I know a lot of you worry about your grandkids and you worry about the future with the economy and, and, and it's, it's just, it, there, there's so much in this world that can cause us anxiety and stress and worry when we get so freaked out and, but it's in those times that we need to just call on the name of Jesus. and put our trust and our faith in Him. And so I'm gonna ask you to stand right where you're at this morning. What is it for you, what's going on? Because you all look good. You do, you all look good, and I'm sure you probably smell good. I'm not that close to you, but I'm sure you probably, I hope you smell good. (laughs) But you all look great. You all look like nothing's going on. You all look like we're just great, Pastor Matt. But I know that there are some of you and you drug yourself here this morning. And I know for some of you there's some new things on the horizon and guess what's waiting? Guess what's trying to speak to you louder than the voice of the Lord? Fear. How are you going to do that? Who do you think you are? How are you going to get there? You're trying to go back to school. Who, you, you, you're trying to start a business on your own. You're, who do you think you are? I know there are some of you that are here. And you showed up this morning. And you need to know that God sees you and that God knows you. You need to know that you're not alone. Sometimes we get it in our head that I just need a pastor to pray for me. I just, okay, so everybody come forward. I just need a pastor. And so what I want you to do is I want you to recognize the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. It's nothing special about me. I want you to recognize the authority that you have in Jesus. And whatever it is that's eating you up inside, just begin to speak the name of Jesus right where you're at. Just say Jesus. say Jesus because everything has to bow at the name of Jesus. Depression has to bow in the name of Jesus. Depression. We're calling you out this morning. Depression. We're calling you out. You have to bow at the name of Jesus. One of the most disgusting words in the English language. Cancer, we're calling you out. Don't you hate cancer? We're calling you out this morning, cancer, you filthy. You have to bow to the name of Jesus because Jesus is stronger than you. I speak the name of Jesus over your finances. I'm gonna pray that God give you wisdom so that you don't have to have the latest and the greatest, but you'll, you'll be wise with what you have so that God can bless you with more. I'm gonna pray for those relationships that are just drama, drama. I'm gonna pray that God will give you wisdom to recognize and be like Mary J. Blige said, no more drama, no more drama. In Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that we can call on the name of Jesus and know that we have the attention of heaven. And that if it's complete healing that we need Jesus, we have complete healing in Jesus' name because of the power of Jesus. Complete healing. 
Thank you, God, that you are a safe place that we can run to and know that we'll always be loved and we'll always be accepted. So for that one this morning who is really struggling with loneliness, God, I just pray. They do so good to hide it, but I just pray, God, that that you would let them know that they're never alone. That you're there with them. For the brokenhearted, for the one full of sorrow, replace that sorrow with joy today, God. For the one in confusion, thank you that you will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind on you. Perfect peace, Jesus. We thank you for protection for our friends and our family. Protection. Protection over your life. In Jesus' name, protection over you. We thank you for that, God. And we can call on the name of Jesus. He is more than enough. He is more than enough. We're going to stop freaking out and worrying about our kids and our grandkids. We're going to trust you, God. We can't figure it all out. We're going to trust you. In Jesus' name. If you'll keep your head bowed and your eyes closed, if, if you're here or you're watching and you've, you never remember a time where you asked Jesus to come into your life, or maybe you did, but you need to recommit your life to him. Maybe something happened and you stepped away. Jesus is waiting for you. He's calling your name this morning. So I'm going to say a prayer and I'm just going to invite you to say this prayer after me. This is you becoming a Christian today. Would you say, dear Jesus, I know I have messed up, but I'm asking you today to come into my life. Take away my sin. Take away that guilt, all those regrets, all that shame. Set me free, Jesus. From now on, I belong to you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, my beautiful family. I'm so glad you came out today. And listen, in good times, call on the name of Jesus. In stressful and hurtful and worry sometimes. Call on the name of Jesus and he will be everything that you need him to be. You are never alone. I love you from the bottom of my heart. You have a great rest of the day, okay? God bless you.